Good morning, everyone. The topic or the title that I've given today's talk is Relentlessly Missional. Relentlessly Missional. Now, I'll come to that and I'll explain it in a moment. But just to backtrack slightly, the last four weeks, we have looked firstly at the fact that God gives us the gift of His Spirit. And then we looked the following week at the various gifts, small, small lowercase gifts of the Holy Spirit that God gives to us and the context for that and how it works for us as Christians. And then the week before last and last week, we looked at some of those gifts, healing the previous week and this last week, some of the revelatory gifts like the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, prophecy. But today I want to pause slightly, and this is really not, um, in essence, a fully blown sermon, more like a meditation that I want to just, in a way, be provocative and ask you to think again about. It's something that I've spoken about frequently. It's actually at the core of uh, shifting how we think and who we are as a people. And so uh, today I want to deal with this issue of being relentlessly missional. We go first to John 20, 21, and we've looked at this a couple of times over the last few months as we've um, been through the Christian calendar. This is the passage that comes at the end of John's gospel after the resurrection, and it's the um, evening of that first day of the week, and the doors were shut, it says, and the disciples were all gathered together uh, they were fearing what the Jews were going to do. And Jesus comes and stands in the middle of them, right amongst them. And he says, peace be with you. Now this peace that he gives and that he, he uh, blesses them with and that he bestows upon them as a grace is um, the fullness of all God's goodness and wholeness and wellness and well-being that he gives to them. When he'd said this, he showed them his hands and his side, and they rejoiced. They celebrated the fact that he was with them. And then he says to them again, peace be with you. There's this double emphasis on the fact that God has given to them everything that they need, this, this, this blessing that he gives on them. And then he adds to it this, and this is where we want to land a little bit today. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. Now, Jesus is right at the end where he's, he's now, he's died, he's been buried, he's been gone from them, they're frightened, he comes back and this encounter that they had with him, the first thing that he reminds them of is the fact that God has given to them the peace that they need, all the stuff that they need to live. And then he says it, he, he, he reinforces that, but adds to this, just as the Father has sent me, so I send you. And so what that evokes for those disciples in that room at that day is the fact that Jesus has come from the Father and he's told them over and over again that the Father has sent him. Um, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. All these things that they have heard repeatedly and Jesus has, has reinforced for them. That God has sent his son into the world not to condemn the world, but through the world that the world might have life. Now all of these things totally repeated over and over. They understood that Jesus is sent from the Father and he comes as 
the bringer of life, the bringer of hope, the bringer of salvation, of healing, of wholeness, of peace. And then he says to them, in, in um, terms that cannot be doubted, as the Father has sent me, just as you understand that that's happened, I am sending you. Now immediately that would have invoked for them the passages uh, or the times that, uh, uh, twice before where Jesus had gathered them together and sent them out ahead of him. And they even come back saying at some point they rejoiced because even the demons listened to them. They did deliverance. They did healing. They went out and proclaimed the good news that Jesus was there. They had a measure of understanding of what this meant. And what he's saying to them clearly and in a way that cannot be contested or misunderstood or misconstrued. Now it's your turn. This is how you're supposed to go. Look at me and what happened with me when the Father sent me. Now I'm saying, I'm sending you. As the Father has sent me, I send you. I also send you. In Matthew's Gospel, we have at the end of uh, chapter 28, that verse 19, and it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name. And we, we have this whole thing. We understand that whole thing. But the imperative is right at the beginning of verse 19. Go. Jesus is saying to them, right at the end of his life, as he's leaving, he's saying, now it's your turn. Go, go, go. And you know what you've got to do. You've got to make disciples. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. That's, but he says, it, nothing happens unless you go unless you go beyond yourself. Now, what Jesus is saying in John 20, verse 21, as the Father has sent me, he's saying God is relentlessly missional. He's on a mission. He's going beyond himself. He's reaching out to those who can't find their own way. And he's doing it relentlessly. And so he sends his Son into the world. And Jesus says to the disciples, now you understand, just as the Father sent me, he's relentlessly missional, he's reaching out, he's, he's trying to gather everything into himself, and so he sent me to do that. And he says then, now I'm sending you to be relentlessly missional. Now we know what relentless is. We know that it means always, constantly, passionately, um, unswervingly, you know whatever language you want to use, but relentlessly. It means never giving up, right on to the end. You keep being missional. You keep reaching out. You keep um, looking for those who are lost and broken and need healing and deliverance and who are blind and deaf. And in every way, whatever you like, the catch-all phrase is sinners. God is relentlessly missional. He's always, always, never-endingly looking out for those who are the lost sheep, the one, even when the 99 are safe. And Jesus is saying to his disciples, now that's your mission. That's your mission to be relentless, to be reaching beyond yourself, to be going out of your way, to reach those around you who are lost and hurt and broken and lonely. That's our job. That's our task. That's our mission. As the Father has sent me, I also send you, says Jesus. Go and make disciples of all nations, 
If we want to be like God, if we want to be like Jesus, then we can't sit on our hands. We can't just stay at home. We can't just live in our own little worlds, our own bubbles, and not want anyone to be intruding into them or messing them up or making them untidy. We have to look beyond ourselves. We have to look beyond our own needs, our own likes, our own dislikes, our own comfort, our own little bubble, our own little protective world. And it will get messy. Undoubtedly, it'll get messy. But it is exciting. And we have to look beyond that and get involved with other people. Whoever God brings across our path. And if he doesn't, then go looking for them. He says to us, I've given you the Holy Spirit. That's what we've looked at over the last couple of weeks. I, I have gifted you the Spirit. It's not like you left alone to do this on, all on your own in the dark. I've sent you. I've baptized you. I've immersed you in the Holy Spirit. He's given us all the gifts that the Holy Spirit comes with. All the tools we need. Everything that we require to be relentlessly missional. He said, in, in a sense, if... If, if, if you had to quote Jesus now, he would say, that's all I had. I just had to trust my Father and lean on the Spirit and keep moving forward. And God gives himself to us and for us and for all humankind. He's outrageously generous. He's constantly self-sacrificing. And that's what Jesus did. He came and sacrificed his own life. And in Philippians 2, that's, that's the beauty of that magic passage where it says, if anything, we should be like Jesus. We should be willing to humble ourselves, to put others beyond, be before ourselves, to be willing to come second for the sake of other people's life and well-being and health and healing and deliverance and salvation. We want to be a church that is focused on others. We want to be a church that is outwardly focused. We want to know the presence and the power of God as that's the thing that marks us. We want to be a church that is marked by the love of God. We want to be supernaturally missional. In other words, we want to be relentlessly reaching out beyond ourselves, relentlessly missional, just as God our Father is, just like Jesus was. Jesus stands amongst his disciples on that day. But let me tell you, he stands now today amongst us. And he says to me and to you, just as the Father sent me, so I also send you. Go make disciples. Look out for those around you. Be willing to put your self-second. Be relentlessly missional.